Welcome to the Pathways to Profitability podcast, personal tales of business success, where we hear local business owners' personal stories of their trials and tribulations that got them to where they are today. Here's your host, Cheryl Mucha, CEO of CFO Your Way. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us today. I am excited to be with Dennis McCoola of McCoola Contracting, a multi-generational business. Excited to talk about that in your journey. Welcome, Dennis. Uh, good morning, Cheryl. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm glad you're here. So just tell me a little bit about McCoola, what you guys are about, what you guys do, the wonderful services that you perform for, for society. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be my pleasure. Um, well, we are a third generation family owned business. Uh, we just turned 75 uh, years old this year. My grandfather started the business in 1946. Uh, we provide land improvement solutions. We're an excavation and demolition contractor and uh, work throughout the state of New Jersey. Great. It's so exciting to hear a third generation business because um, you don't see too much of that anymore, unfortunately. So tell me a little bit about how you got involved in the business. Um, your grandfather and father were obviously working in the business. What was, what was your first job in the business and how did you move up the ranks within uh, the organization? Like like most family members, you know, family owned businesses, I started by sweeping the floors, washing the equipment, um, you know, my, my grandfather started this business, as I mentioned, back in 1946. And, you know, he started with a, uh, uh, pickup truck and a hand shovel. And, you know, we're, uh, through the, through the years it became, you know, he started digging foundations and, um, you know, started purchasing the equipment to dig uh, clear land back in New Jersey when there was an abundance of land and started to do developments, um, and, and through the years, you know, our, our business was a, a lot of site work. Uh, my father, uh, you know, took over, you know, and, and he worked here his entire life as well. When, when he took over in the, in the 80s, there became a lot of environmental regulations. We got involved with a lot of environmental firms um, doing tank removals, tank installation, site cleanups, uh, and continued into the third generation where we're doing a little of everything right now. Um, and when I started out, as you, you know, when I started out in the business, a lot of it was, you know, as a kid, I grew up, my, my sandbox as a kid was our equipment. You know, everybody was playing with Tonka toys. I was on Caterpillars and John Deere. Lucky boy. Lucky as far as that, but I learned a lot of lessons that are still with me from when I was a kid. If I wanted, you know, I was playing baseball and I wanted, uh, you know, a new mitt, you know, I, I swept the floors. I, I cleaned up around our office and in our yard. And if I wanted a baseball bat, I washed the equipment and I washed our truck. So a lot of lessons that have carried through through the years with me, I, I learned at a very young age. It's, I love the way you started with a, a, a truck and a shovel because now there's so much big equipment that is used um, in lieu of manual labor. It's, it's so interesting. And I'm sure you saw a lot of that transition, you know, from when you were a young boy. It was, it's very interesting actually, because a lot of the um, equipment that I grew up on, um, it's completely different. I mean, I learned how to operate a, a hydraulic excavator when I was four years old. Um, and inside of these machines now, it's completely different. Everything 
the technology in there between heated and cooled seats. Um, yes, satellite. It's it's amazing what's where where it's gone through the years. Just you know, just in my tenure from being a kid to where I am now to see what where, where where the technology and the equipment alone has gone. So it's it's definitely interesting. Tell us a little bit about the transition from like back office, like putting systems in place and bringing that technology up to date. So that, that was one of my first office jobs, um, uh, you know, going to college in the uh, mid nineties, I, I was, we were just starting to get into, you know, technology computers. I remember the first time my professor said that we had a email, uh, you know, a paper in versus handing a paper in. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So around, um, you know, the mid to late nineties, we started putting computer systems into our business. I remember putting our first ever accounting system, which I think was like mind your own business. If I am, if I remember back that, um, what we did was we, in the winter of 1996, we put it, we were going to switch our accounting system over from the old general ledgers, you know, back when my grandmother was doing it. And, and I, I remember sitting by her side when I was a kid growing up, watching her do all the invoicing and all the payables, all the receivable and everything. And we were going to switch over to the computer system. So we said, let's do it in the winter when things are a little slower and a little easier. Well, the winter of 96 became one of the biggest blizzards on record. So what was supposed to be a slow start for us threw us right into the middle of it um, as we, you know, as we, and, and we grew from there, you know, we started with one computer here that was on my desk with the accounting, you know, and then we, you know, I, middle of the night, I snuck one in and put one on my father's desk, you know, and, and from that point on, you know, I, you know, looking back at it, just from where we started from that generation, you know, so my grandfather, you know, you look through the generations, my grandfather started, you know, with, with you know, manual labor, hand shovel, pickup truck. You know, my father's, his his generation, the second generation business was a lot of regulations, environmental work, you know, and, and my generation, the third generation, you know, is a technology generation now for, for the advancements in our business. And what's up, what's in the pike for the fourth generation? <laughs> well, we'll, we'll soon, soon to be determined, you know, uh, we are, we're, we're building, you know, we're, we're con constantly growing. We're constantly evolving. We're looking at, you know, how do we make things more effective, more efficient for the next generation? You know, my, my goal as, as we continue to, to build the, co the company, you know, is to continue on the core values that my grandfather started, you know, again, back, back with, with hard work, loyalty, trust, um, you know, that, that's something that we're going to, that is continued through three generations and we're going to continue you know, to build on our family value principles, you know, into our fourth generation. What challenges do you see as the next, the fourth generation comes into the business? Is there anything specific? I, I think in our, in our industry in general, and, and I'm involved in a couple of different organizations, you know, if you're looking at, you know, the construction industry in general, the challenges are um, employment opportunities. You know, a, a lot of us are, extremely busy right now, you know, and finding quality uh, candidates for the positions um, right now, whether it's commercial drivers, you know, throughout the country, that's an issue right now. Um, skilled equipment operators. Um, th that's the challenge moving into the next generation, because as I mentioned, my generation, you know, and the generation underneath me, as far as, you know, schools, everything's technology based. 
you know, and, and a lot of it's going away from the trade. So finding, you know, and, and we're involved in, and I'm involved in a couple of organizations where we have apprentice programs, we're training younger members, you know, how to become a skilled laborer, how to become an operator, because there are so many job opportunities out there right now for the construction industry. Uh, the opportunities are there. The workforce is where we need to, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of opportunity for people to go into the trades right now. You have to start them at four years old, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> in a family business, you can. <laughs> I don't know how to upon that, you know, but uh, it's true, though. But you think about it at four years old, you look at the kids, right? They all, um, you know, they're pl they play in the sandbox, right? They, the construction. I know a lot of our employees' kids, and, you know, and, you know, my, my daughter's eight and I uh, just turned eight right now. And I know that when couple of years ago, she loved coming. She comes up here, you know, on Saturday, she, she hops on a you know, piece of equipment, you know, it's just with me, she'll sit on my brother's lap and, uh, you know, and, and just to see her face light up. So, you know, although the four-year-olds, you know, are, are not on the payroll, I, there's a lot of interest at a young age for equipment, for the trades. And I think following up through that, whether it's programs, initiatives would be um, very important to, to increase the workforce in the trade industry. Great. So 75 years in business, lots, lots ahead of you. Super exciting. How do you define business success? I mean, obviously, McCoola has been very successful, but what's your definition of business success? Um, a couple of things, Cheryl. And I think that's a great one. Number one, I think business success is alignment. Um, you know, we're, we're a family owned and operated business. And I think the alignment uh, is not only the family members, it's the employees that have been here as long as I've like, there are, uh, there are a couple employees that are not family members that I learned uh, my trade from of how to operate equipment, you know, how to, how to work as a laborer, how to service the equipment. And I think when everybody's pulling and rowing in the same direction, to me, that's, that's success. You know, it's not always the bottom line. It's not always, you know, the, the wins at the end of the year that are on paper, but if everybody's pulling together to me, success, you know, is having our employees, you know, we're, we're very proud of being a family owned and operated business in New Jersey. Um, we have a lot of family members here. You know, my father's the president. I'm here. My brother's here. Uh, the two uncles, one from each side are here. We've had various family members through the years. Um, but what's more important, what's more, what I'm more proud of, is our employees that are not family members by name, but our family members that have been with us. Our average employee tenure uh, of somebody that's been here for over one year is approaching 18 years per employee. Um, wow. to, me, to me, that's success. To me, that's, uh, I'm, I'm very proud of, you know, we provide a, a, a safe, trusting work environment for everybody to come here. We're, we're in heavy construction. We do excavation, demolition. Our number one goal at the every, everyone goes home safe. We, you know, safety is our number one, um, you know, our, our number one factor when we come here. Our, our employees know they're going to, you know, work in a safe environment and um, th that that comes from, that comes from the top down. I've, I learned that as, as you know, uh, from my father, you know, from my grandfather before that, we, the number one thing is we go home, everyone goes home safe every day. The definition of a true family business where everyone is part of the family. Yeah. And, and I, um, you know, I, I'm really honored. We were, we were very fortunate 
um, this past year, back in October, uh, we were named New Jersey Family Business of the Year. And I, I cannot tell you, you know, how proud we are uh, of re receiving that award with, with all the family owned and operated businesses out there. And a lot of it, you know, if not most of it is because of our employees, our employee tenure, um, what everybody's meant, you know, to our family, you know, when, when we, you know, we all went through, you know, how were we going to handle, you know, when, when the unknowns during the beginning of the COVID crisis, you know, our, our first thing was, you know, how do we take care of our family? Well, that's not just my wife and my daughter. That's just not my father and my mother. That's just not my brother. That's just not my uncles. That's every employee that's here, you know, for, for as, as a family member, you know, we sat down and, you know, we were able to work right through it. We won the number one, if, you know, we were able to be open, which we were, how are we going to provide a safe environment for everybody to work? How are we going to make sure that everybody stays healthy through that time? Because it's, you know, again, you take measures to protect, you know, er everybody that's part of the family. When I say family, I mean, everybody, everybody. that's, yeah. Great. And congratulations on the honor. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joe. So I know how hard you work. Tell me a little bit how you balance work and personal life. What do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? Um, when I have time. Um, so <laughs> one of the things that I, I've been a part of, a couple things, but one of the things I've been a part of for almost 25 years, if not 25 years, is I also, I've, I've been a football coach for, for, uh, for almost 25 years. You know, I've coached on the college level. I've coached on the high school. I've been a head coach, assistant coach. Um, to, to me, I learned a lot from coaching. You know, uh, running a football program and running a business are very similar. They're both people oriented. It's about alignment. It's about communication. It's about trust. It's about working together. Um, so, you know, that's something that I've done for a very long time. And I've seen a lot of correlations between, again, the athletic field and the lessons that are learned and how we handle that, uh, you know, within our own business. So that's something that uh, uh, a lot of time, a lot of years, a lot of hours, and a, a lot of results out of it that that have helped me both personally and professionally. Yeah, it's all about being a team, and and like you said, being aligned and having common goals, and and being able to work through those goals together. I think it's everything. It, it when you work, it's amazing what you accomplish when you work together. Um, right. We're, we're uh, a lot of, uh, you know, again, our, our business on the, if you drive by construction sites, it's teamwork, you know, it might look like 15, five, three, four individuals out there, but they all need to work together, you know, to accomplish it. And you see that all the time. To accomplish it and to, to be safe. Right. Well, that, again, that's, that's the number one thing. If you right. work together, understanding your, you know, a guy, it's like any job you have to understand the hazards right how can you know, what what can happen right there so again a lot of talk safety training goes into it it's not just you know start up the machines in the morning and go you know the pre-site the inspections you always look when you show up on a site what can go wrong here you know where's the danger you know and i think you know our employees having such experience is great so when we hire a, a younger employee to come on a job site they, they're walked through by our experience and okay what do you see you know when you show up to the job site you know do you just see the site or do you see the wires that are overhead right do you see the fence on that that's approaching a property line and you know where's the street what, what could be dangerous and i think a lot of that again talks about the teamwork and alignment how everybody works together to establish that safe zone 
Great. So tell me a little bit about Lawrence Taylor, who's uh, right over your shoulder there in the background. Yeah, Lawrence Lawrence Taylor, you know, we, we joke, I'm a Giants fan, and he's probably one of the greatest defensive players of all time. So I, I just say that's my collections department. If uh, yeah, we send him out through accounting if we need if we need to collect on anything. I see <laughs> that well. So if you need any help with some, you know, we'll, we'll send Lawrence out. There. But, uh, yeah, no, football has been a large part of my background, who I am, you know, uh, on like I said, in our business, out of the business, um, because of the lessons I've learned, the lessons I've learned as, as a player, um, the lessons I've learned as a coach. I've learned more from, uh, and I, I think it's a huge lesson. I, you learn more from losing than you do winning. Um, and again, I don't look at it as losing in business as much as it is it's an opportunity to improve a process. You know, maybe a job didn't go the way uh, we always wanted it to. Maybe we uh, a game when I coached didn't go the way. You come back the next day, you sit down and say, okay, this didn't go the way we wanted to. What can we do to improve it? You know, I look at it more of a solution list than an issues list. You know, what are the solutions? You know, what can we do to, you know, if somebody has an idea, okay. What's the solution? I know the, you know, I always say that all the time. We know what the issue is. What's the solution? Do you have a solution or do we need to find one that comes back to alignment, teamwork, you know, and, and the values of working together? Right. And, and even though sometimes there's a struggle or a problem, there's always a lesson to be learned in that situation. And that lesson can really carry you in, you know, tomorrow and forever into the future, it can really be change, you know, changing to your life personally, to the business life, et cetera. I think the lesson to be that I've learned through the years is some, you're not the only one going through it, you right. know, in, in business and, and whether it's an internal, um, you know, whether it's financial, whether it's marketing, you know, operations, somebody else, you know, in your seat has, has experienced before. And that's the one thing, you know, I'm a part of a couple of great organizations if I see something, you know, if we don't have an internal solution, I'm picking up the phone and I'm calling somebody that I trust and saying, hey, have you been through this before? What solutions, what recommendations? And I think sometimes you'll spin your wheels, um, you know, trying to find solutions where, where they're right out in front of you. I think, you know, I have a, you know, we, you know, I say I, but we have such a great cast around of, of uh, diverse background individuals that have been through different businesses. And, you know, as we're growing and putting people in different seats that have been in different experiences than I have, I've tried to take the experiences I've learned in coaching and bring them into our business, you know, as far as teamwork and alignment, I've, I've, I've leaned on other business owners, our size, smaller than us, larger than us, ask them how they've dealt with certain things. Um, and I think a lot of that, I know has helped me grow not only, you know, as, as, as a business owner, but as a person, you know, and I think a lot of that, you know, you mentioned before, you know, work life balance, different things you do, you know, I think you could reach out to a lot of people that are close to you, you know, and discuss those things. Yeah, and mentorship too is a big thing for me. Do you participate in any kind of mentorship programs? I know obviously you mentor people within the organization, but are there other mentorship programs or other organizations maybe that you're involved in that um, you share your experiences and experiences and, and pass that along? So uh, funny, we, um, I'm on, I'm the vice president of the board of directors of the New Jersey land improvement contractors of America. It's a mouthful. Um, yeah, it is. A, NJ like that. Um, and the great thing about it is um, we just started an apprentice program exactly, um, you know, for that to, to mentor uh, younger workforce that wants to get into the trades right now. So we're, we're doing a lot of 
Um, again, I talked one of the issues you mentioned about, you know, what, what do I see as a struggle? And it's getting, you know, people into the workforce for the trade. So again, mentor, mentoring the younger workforce to show them the uh, ability where they can, you know, get into the trades and, and their earnings are endless. Their job security is endless when you learn that. So I, I work a lot with that organization and different things, um, you know, as, as, as far as the mentoring on that aspect. That's great. And um, you mentioned before we, we turned on the recording about the scholarship program. I want to tell the audience a little bit about that because I, I love that and that you're involved in that and give back to, to society and uh, the community around you. So you know, this past Wednesday evening, we just had a, uh, um, every year we have an annual scholarship dinner um, and, and a lot, we, the contractors, we have um, almost 340 contractor members in our, in our association plus associate members and, and we raise money uh, for scholarships for, for uh, kids, kids or young, young, young adults that are going into you know, college right now. And, and that's something we take a lot of pride in. We do various things throughout the year, whether it's auctions, golf outings, uh, fundraisers to raise for the scholarship, because we believe, you know, part of being a part of an organization is where can you give back? Another thing that we've uh, just completed uh, about a month ago is about 20, 25 contractors got together up at the uh, state fairgrounds in Sussex County um, for, we volunteered our equipment, we volunteered our labor, we volunteered uh, dollars to help repair, we called it repair the fair up at the fairgrounds. They were hit pretty hard during COVID. They have, um, uh, and they weren't able to do a lot of repairs that might be used. So our, our contractors got together, we regraded the property, we paved certain areas. Um, and these are a lot of animals and livestock that go throughout that. And the ground wasn't great for them. They, they would be getting injured this summer if nothing was done. So we got together. We did that a couple of years ago. We did a revamp to camp uh, for, for Boy Scouts um, in an area where they, again, were struggling. Contractors got together um, brought, you know, and, and worked together to, to do something great that could benefit. So I, re I really enjoy being part of that organization because it, it's about giving back. So a couple of different things, like I said, with the apprentice program that we started to help the workforce, to give back to areas, um, you know, like the Boy Scouts, the, the Sussex County Fairground, where a lot of people can enjoy these areas. And if we can help out, we absolutely, it's something that we look forward to doing. That's great. I love to hear those kinds of stories and, and how, different organizations can come together and work towards a common goal. It's beautiful. It's great. It, it, you know, it is, and we're all out there. Um, and, and this is an organization where I, I lean on a lot of these business owners and, uh, you know, whether it's at a board of directors meeting or just an annual, a monthly meeting to sit down and we're all in the same, we're all in the same profession. You know, we're all land improvement contracts. We're all excavators. We're all out there. A lot of us are all out there bidding the same work. But we come together, you know, we come together because at, at the end of the day, that's what important, you know, that's yeah. what, it's important for us. Yeah. And it's it's great. And I can't wait to get up there to the fairgrounds to see. Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. I know my, my daughter's excited about going up this year. So very nice. So is there anything else you want to share with our audience about the business, about maybe a big project you recently worked on? Um, you know, just just a little bit about the business, you know. One of the things that I'm very proud of is, is our family business by nature. You know, I have the ability 
um, to work with my family and, and somebody, you know, I, I take pride in that. Um, I have, I just mentioned my daughter just turned eight years old um, and she has a little desk in, in my office. And my, my goal for our business is I want to make um, a biz. Uh, my goal for my third generation into the fourth generation is to have our business be something that she is proud of um, where she can, you know, whether she chooses to work here and be the fourth generation or whether she chooses to do her carve out her own path and, and I will support her no matter what she does. But I want her to look at our business and say, this is a business I want to be a part of, or this is a business that I want to, when I join and go my, to my own path, this is something that it should resemble. Um, that's very important to me. Um, as, as, I, as I look into the future, I, I just want to have a business that, that my daughter is proud of. And, and, you know, regardless of whether she becomes part of the business or not, there's so many lessons she's going to learn from, I already learned, I'm sure, but from age eight to when she's ready to enter the workforce, there's just so much that she's going to learn from you your and your dad and, and, you know, the whole team there, the whole family there at Makula. Yeah. I, I just, like I said, I want her to be proud. I want, you know, she sees, you know, the trucks or the equipment going down the street when she comes to the office, the the pride of having her last name here and saying this is a part of an organization that does things the right way. I know I get excited when I see one of your trucks on the side of the road or or working somewhere that I'm passing by. <laughs> we I still get that feel, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's my, like, hey, I know them. Yeah, yeah my wife is, oh, you're working in Montclair today. We saw the site, you know, and it's great. And it's a lot of sense. It's pride. You know, when you have your your name on, you know, something, you, you take pride in it. And, you know, I, it, it means a lot to me. I, you know, I wish, you know, uh, I, I wish and I could only imagine if my grandfather and grandmother, you know, if they were alive today, what they would see where, you know, um, where my father's taking this business and hopefully, you know, you know, from from their generation and where we've taken it to the third and where it's going to go to the fourth like that, that that's why I take the pride in, in what the work we do here, you know, inside the office, outside the office, you know, things we can do, you know, to, to make it a better, um, just a better state to work in, in general. Great. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today, Dennis. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, and to our audience, thank you for listening in. Um, be sure to subscribe and stay connected to get notified of future episodes of Pathways to Profitability podcast. Have a wonderful day. That's it for today's episode of Pathways to Profitability. Remember to ask yourself, where can I pay my success forward today? 